The Chicago White Sox lost to the Los Angeles Dodgers on Sunday, uh, but have been playing some pretty good baseball as of late. Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, and Elvis Andrews all have flexed some power at Camelback Ranch recently. Oscar Colas and Hanser Alberto continue to make a good impression. Alberto is making a strong case to play this season on the South Side. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, I am back from the desert, uh, spent some time in Glendale, Arizona, seeing our Chicago White Sox. I saw a couple games out there, both White Sox winners. Uh, just a beautiful place out there. If you haven't gone uh, and you have an opportunity, uh, the complex is gorgeous, and, and we caught some really good weather. Uh, saw some good baseball, saw some interesting things. Uh, and again, a lot of freedom to roam around. Uh, there were only like 2,000 people at the game, uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, the same. So you got to kind of sit wherever you wanted. You can roam around, find different spots. They've got the great, you know, out, out in the outfield, the lawn area to just sit and relax. Uh, uh, really a, a great time. Good to be back, though, talking Chicago White Sox baseball. I uh, really appreciate you passing this podcast along uh, to other White Sox fans in your life, we're getting to be like 23, 24 days until opening day. So it is coming. Get those uh, questions and comments in for Wednesday's mailbag. Uh, you can do that at LockedOnSox at gmail.com. And hey, how about part one of Last Comiskey? I've heard so many great things. It was uh, such a great watch. Uh, you've got part two coming up on March 9th, uh, and then part three will be March 16th. Uh, just a fabulous job, uh, Mike and Matt, uh, the Flesh Brothers. Uh, they have really just absolutely created a, a really a love letter uh, to Comiskey Park, White Sox fans, and uh, definitely check it out if you haven't. Rewatch it. Uh, I'm sure a couple times. I know I will. Uh, so White Sox are five and four in Cactus League play. Uh, Sox lost to the Dodgers on Sunday by a score of eight to four. Uh, Giolito got the start a little rusty, which is to be expected. Giolito went two innings, gave up three hits, a couple earned runs, uh, zero walks, which is nice. Three strikeouts and one home run. It was to Mookie Betts. Uh, and that has been the bugaboo with Lucas Giolito giving up early home runs. But again, uh, it's, it is still early for him, of course, in spring training. Uh, Sox went with Foster, Santos, Middleton, Cronin, Navarro, and Peralta. 
Uh, White Sox used seven pitchers on Sunday, only gave up one walk and had eight strikeouts, which is a great sign. Keep those walks low. Uh, It's been somewhat uh, of a theme uh, throughout spring training, I have noticed. Uh, Offense on Sunday, not much going on. Uh, White Sox scored four runs, uh, all of it in the seventh inning. Uh, They had nine hits in total, uh, two walks. A one extra base hit, and the Sox were four for 11 uh, with runners in scoring position. Uh, on the bright side, Aloy Jimenez, uh, he was your DH on Sunday. He had uh, two more hits. He's hitting 500, uh, and Gavin Sheets had a pair of hits as well and an RBI. This was uh, Lucas Giolito after the game speaking about uh, the pitch clock and how it can uh, how he can use it to his advantage. Uh, when I get to a really good rhythm, I go quicker, Giolito said. Uh, like, boom, get the ball, pitch, pitch, pitch. It doesn't give you much time to think or overanalyze. Uh, I like what I've seen so far uh, as far as tempo, speed of the game, and the length of the games. Uh, I threw the pitch where I wanted to be against Mookie Betts. Uh, he just smoked it, uh, Giolito said. Uh, but there were other heaters. I was like, okay, uh, I get that up in the zone. I'm going to get more success. Uh, continue to work on that. Uh, happy with my off speed for sure. Continue to plug away at my daily work uh, and get those reps every fifth day. Uh, interesting to hear what uh, Giolito had said. Not surprising, but I'm glad he said it. Uh, you know, this, this pitch clock, it, it might prevent certain pitchers to just overthink, overanalyze. And I think that has been something of somewhat of a trademark for Lucas Giolito. So cerebral in his head uh, quite often, uh, which could be good, but sometimes can go against you overthinking, overanalyzing. So, you know, Giolito saying, I'd like to get in that rhythm. And I think this pitch clock is for, is forcing you to get into that rhythm. And boy, the games are going by fast. Uh, there isn't a lot of time at all in between innings. I think uh, both the games that I were uh, I was at were under two and a half hours. Uh, they are uh, flying by, and and it looks like pitchers, you know, they're slowly going to be adapting. But uh, I like what Giolito said, uh, and if you're into Getting into a rhythm, if that is how you want to find success, then this pitch clock uh, will force that uh, for you. Uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, he saw some action in a B-squad game on Sunday, and uh, MLB made an announcement about the investigation. Uh, The Office of the Commissioner of Baseball has completed its investigation into allegations against Chicago White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger. The comprehensive investigation included interviews of more than 15 individuals, in addition to Mr. Clevenger and the complainant, uh, as well as a review of available documents, such as thousands of electronic communication records. The office of the commissioner has closed this investigation and barring the receipt of any new information or evidence, the office of the commissioner will not be imposing discipline on Mr. Clevenger in connection uh, with these allegations. Uh, That was MLB. Uh, There's a lengthy write-up. You can find that on whitesocks.com. This is what 
Uh, Clevenger had to say, I am pleased that Major League Baseball has concluded its investigation. I had nothing to hide and cooperated fully with MLB. This situation has been stressful for my family, and I thank them for their strength and support. I asked everyone not to rush to judgment until MLB's investigation was concluded, and I appreciate everyone who had faith in me, including the White Sox organization and my teammates. I am looking forward to the 2023 season and helping the White Sox win a championship this year. So we've got almost a little more than three weeks to go till opening day. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, move forward here. He gets the continued work that uh, he's been getting in. I know he's been throwing a a lot of bullpens and uh, Pedro Grafol has spoken highly on how he has been uh, pitching, whether he slots into that uh, you know, fifth, uh, fourth, fifth, uh, we'll see as this spring training evolves. Uh, so the Davis Martin of 2023 might actually be uh, Davis Martin uh, with perhaps Sean Burke and Matthew Thompson following. But uh, I should be talking to Lindsey Crosby of uh, Lockdown MLB Prospects soon to get some a clarification on that. Uh, White Sox, uh, they took care of business on Friday and on Saturday. Uh, Oscar Colas continues to hit, and Hanser Alberto is making the most out of his spring. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. I uh, just got through the holidays some time ago, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, uh, but you don't want to compromise taste, and I've got just the thing for you. You have got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for that New Year's resolution if you're still holding on to here in early March. Good on you. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Uh, for starters, they're covered in... Com- real chocolate. Uh, That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, uh, brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box in the mail for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. And now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, uh, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Uh, They are outstanding. On Saturday, uh, I was there. Uh, White Sox uh, walked it off against the Texas Rangers. Five to four. Beautiful day uh, in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Schultons was on the mound for the White Sox. Uh, He went three innings, uh, four hits, uh, two earned runs, a walk, and two strikeouts. Uh, Pretty shaky. Definitely not the same Schultons that we saw in his previous outing. Uh, White Sox used five other arms on Saturday. Uh, Perez gave up a run in the ninth to tie the game. Uh, White Sox walked four batters and had seven uh, strikeouts. 
Uh, offensively for the White Sox, Elvis Andrews. Boy, is it is it is great to have him back on this White Sox team. He had a big first inning home run. Uh, ben Attendi uh, with his first hit of the spring, and it was no cheapy. Uh, he hit it on the screws. Uh, Oscar Colas continues to hit with a base hit down the first base line on Saturday. Lots of action on the base pass as well for the White Sox. They had six stolen bases, uh, orchestrating a double steal uh, late in the game. Uh, Lurie Garcia started things off early, putting pressure on the Rangers. He was kind of caught. Uh, he was uh, he was caught stealing, but in the rundown, the Rangers threw the ball away and Garcia advanced. What's the big deal about that? Well, uh, you know, in first sight, that was uh, not good for Lurie Garcia, you know, in the White Sox running game. Uh, however, you know, when you put pressure on an opposition, you just never know what can happen. And, you know, here the Rangers throw the ball away. I get it. It's spring training. But we see that happen often during the regular season. You know, a team starts running, a team starts putting pressure, and the opposition, you know, it's almost like they haven't seen it before. Or they're or they're or they're confused. Like uh, you're actually going to be stealing on us. You're going to be running. You're going to be trying to get an extra base. Uh, and when you do that, you never know what can happen. And and it all started with that Lurie Garcia attempted steal, uh, and he was able to advance on an overthrow. There were there were they the Sox were really taking advantage. Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't White Sox players that you know, didn't have a name on the back of their jersey that you're just not going to see for a while. I mean, it was Tim Anderson swiping bags late in the game, uh, Sox getting things going. Billy Hamilton was involved. Uh, Sox had uh, five runs, 10 hits. Uh, Ramos uh, walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. Sox had five walks, eight uh, strikeouts uh, on Saturday. Now, on Friday, I was there for this game as well. Uh, Sacks beat the Cincinnati Reds six to four. Uh, Dylan Cease was on the mound. He labored a bit, but did not give anything up. Uh, threw a lot of pitches as he tends to do. Uh, maybe getting used to that pitch clock. Uh, Cease only went two innings, uh, gave up a hit, zero earned runs, two walks, uh, and two strikeouts. So he got himself into a jam and he got out of that jam. Again, didn't give anything up, but uh, he wasn't uh, terribly smooth. Uh, Graveman had a rough day. Uh, he went two and a, a third innings, uh, two hits, three earned runs, a walk, zero uh, strikeouts, and one home run. Sacks went with Diekman, Lopez, Ruiz, Elvia, uh, and Peralta. Now, those were the other arms on Friday. I was able to, you know, roam around as, as you can. I mean, there were there were 2,000 people uh, at Friday's game. And, and we were told multiple times by, you know, people that worked at the facility, sit wherever you want, you know, roam around, you know, nobody's here. So uh, we were originally uh, behind home plate, had a really good view, and uh, then and poked around. It, it's a wonderful facility, and uh, – a very family friendly, got out to the outfield, to the right field, and you get very close to the bullpen. I mean, you can get you can get close at Sox Park in left field, but we were extremely close uh, out in right field and got to watch uh, Ruiz and, and Ronaldo Lopez and Avilia get their work in after they pitched in the game. They would go right to the bullpen and finish some things up. And 
being that close, you, you really get a sense of what they're working on. And oftentimes, you know, uh, not terribly quick to pitch because they're playing around with different grips and, and communicating with the, with the bullpen catcher of what they were trying to throw. It's, it's a laboratory. It's experimental. They didn't throw, you know, many pitches, you know, cause they got their kind of work in, did what they needed to accomplish. You know, a lot of other exercises happening uh, in the bullpen. Uh, I, I love it. I've, I'm fascinated with watching bullpen work. So got a really nice uh, bird's eye view of what was going on uh, with those guys. Uh, offensively, uh, man, Sacks, they brought the they brought the power on Friday. Andrew Vaughn uh, with a three-run bomb to left center. Yasmani Grandal, he continues to hit this spring. Uh, he had a blast. He also had a solid base hit to left center, uh, which was good to see. Solid line drive. Uh, Grandal has been hitting. He's been hitting the ball, and he's been playing. He's been playing well. So, again, great sign. One of those guys that they talked about uh, in that uh, in that fantasy baseball blurb through the athletic that, uh, you know, you might want to bet on Moncada and Grandal. They could be having some bounce-back seasons, and, uh, Yasmani's been swinging the bat, which is nice to see. Uh, Oscar Colas, he absolutely crushed a ball uh, on Friday. And by the way, I got a pretty close, up close and personal look. Oscar Colas is just built like a truck. He is a big dude. Uh, he swings the bat hard, and he crushed a double uh, out in, the, I believe it was right center. You know, it is early. It's still early, but in a way, it's not terribly early. I think he's got his 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 grip right now on right field. I do. Uh, he is he has impressed me offensively. Hanser Alberto also impresses me. Uh, he was there all weekend long, playing a variety of different positions. Saw him at second base. He continues to hit, and he has been playing solid defense. Saw some uh, saw him flash the leather when I was out there. Uh, Alberto is seven for 14 at the plate this spring. And this is what he had to say. Uh, I have to be ready. Uh, that's why I come early, do a lot of early work with the infield coordinator and just prepare my mind for wherever I'm going to play that day. Practice and get ready, uh, Alberto said. So in Scott Merkin's latest article on who makes the cut, uh, he is high on Hanser Alberto as one of the three utility guys to make the team. And this is what Grafol had to say. He's probably the best teammate and clubhouse guy I've been around, uh, said Grafol of Alberto. There is zero ounce of selfishness to his game or to his being. Uh, speaking of Grafol, checking in on Pedro Grafol's first camp as a big league manager, I'll tell you why Grafol seems to be operating a player's directed manager facilitated White Sox camp. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Uh, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Uh, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. 
LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Read an interesting uh, article in The Athletic by James Fegan, uh, White Sox manager Pedro Grafol on running his first spring training a, a few days ago. Uh, and this is what James Fegan wrote. Hey, Grafol spoke very directly in his introductory news conference about all of his hitters knowing the vertical movement on opposing starters fastball. He mapped out an ideal walk total for his starting third baseman, uh, who has been prodded to shake off plate approach passivity uh, more than once. He pledged to speed up the nature of White Sox practice reps and has the array of training machines third base coach Eddie Rodriguez has brought to Camelback Ranch to prove it. This, if only in terms of how overtly it's been emphasized, represents change in the organization. A similar sentiment Grafol routinely shares when talking about his transformations to the White Sox spring routine is some form of this is what they wanted. It's a reference to the Sox roster providing feedback on their own path for self-improvement. Uh, most of this group is returning from one of the more disappointing and underperforming seasons in franchise history. They were injured a lot, but also were situationally sloppy on both sides of the ball and were regularly seen playing with not the energy they're capable of playing by Grafol's own description. A scorched earth approach to the White Sox clubhouse culture would, if nothing else, carry a certain appeal to the fan base, James Vegan wrote. Uh, Grafol has taken a different tact after communicating with players during the offseason. I told them this today that you've all won at some point somewhere, Grafol said. You guys have a really good feel of what winning is about and what a good environment is about. Why wouldn't I want to ask those types of questions? Why wouldn't I want them to share with me what they feel a good culture is? So we've had a lot of good conversations individually, and now we've got to put it all together. I don't know what the culture was here last year, okay? But I know it takes culture to win a championship. That's what I know. What happens here last year, I have no idea. I wasn't here, and I'm not even going to start to guess about the culture in here and what they needed and what they didn't have. It'd be foolish of me to talk about that. However, I've never seen a team win a championship that they don't put the mic in these players' hands. I've never seen a player say, I've never not seen a player say, we love each other, we play for each other, we worked hard together, we fought for each other, and this started a long time ago. Those are the comments. Doesn't matter what sport you have, it's the same thing over and over again. That's culture. I don't know what the culture was last year, but I know it takes a good culture to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Well, the White Sox are 24 days away from starting the season off against Jose Abreu and the Houston Astros. Abreu had some strong comments in a Sun-Times article a few days ago about the 2022 White Sox season and a little about the culture and family atmosphere. According to the article, Abreu said he felt disrespected 
Sometimes, he said, when you're at a place where maybe you're not being respected to the point where you think you should be, you just have to go somewhere else. There is a lot to this article, uh, but Abreu, look, Abreu is no longer a member of the Chicago White Sox. Okay, the Chicago White Sox are moving forward. He's wearing a Houston Astros uniform. It's unfortunate how it happened, but it happened. Abreu will always have a special place in the history of the Chicago White Sox. But I am looking forward to the White Sox beating him and the Astros in about three weeks. It is time to move on. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your questions in for Wednesday's mailbag episode, LockedOnSox at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now, for your second listen, check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Tom every day as they bring you the best. Uh, fantasy draft strategies find locked on fantasy baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day uh, the white Sox are off on monday but on the next episode i'll be talking to Lindsay crosby of lockdown mlb prospects about uh, montgomery coloss and so many other prospects really appreciate you making time for the lockdown white Sox podcast I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.